Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now. So grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. Hello, and welcome to episode five. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics and something that I'm so passionate about and so passionate about learning more about because I think it's just so misunderstood, and that's intuition. So we're going to be talking about what intuition is, what intuition is not, why we should be leaning more into our intuition, what it's actually like running an intuitive business or making intuitive decisions, and why it's so hard to actually follow our intuition. So first of all, I want to just start by saying what a privilege it is to be in the world that we are today, where things are looking so, so different, where we can have these conversations where we are seeing really this return to feelings and this return to authenticity and a return to intuition. After so many years of just being so in our brains, really seeing this return to our hearts and our bodies, I think it's a beautiful thing and I think it's an incredible thing. And it's something that I haven't always had in my life. I studied science, which although is so intuitive, and when you really think about all the big scientific discoveries, they're all really sparks of divine inspiration, downloads, but we're not always taught about it that way. We're taught that science is very methodical and very process-driven, very data-driven, very analytical. And same thing with law. When we think about the legal systems and the creation of law and everything, it's an incredibly creative process, but we're not taught it that way. We're taught that there's case law, that there are steps, that there's logic, that there's a process. And it's this very kind of masculine approach to things. And so I came from both worlds. And when I started my first business, I really ran it from a really strategic, data-driven, analytical, process-driven place, although it was a very creative, intuitive design business. I still ran it really, really structured. And really, what's the outcome that I want? How can I get that? Thinking about it very analytically. And I tried to do the same with coaching when I started leaning more into the coaching side and the business coaching. I tried to bring that same analysis, process, strategy. And what I found is that it became so overly clunky and it wasn't really giving me the joy that I desired at at the end of the day. And it wasn't until I made the decision, which didn't make any sense at the time, to get certified in rapid transformational therapy start doing hypnotherapy, start bringing that into business coaching, that things really clicked for me and took off. And since then, I've tried to always run my business from more of an intuitive place. If it's not bringing me joy, I really try not to do it. I try not to get lost in my brain when it comes to my business, and we'll talk about why. So the first thing that I've discovered, I actually did a workshop on intuition pretty early on in my business, back in September of 2020. And I did so much research on intuition, what it is from kind of a scientific perspective and what it's not. And I think it's so fascinating because we think of intuition as being something that's very woo-woo, that doesn't make any sense, that's a little bit flaky. 
But what it actually is, is one of the greatest gifts that science has given us, that our biology has given us. It's this sixth sense that helps us make the right decisions for us. So when we talk about intuition, what we're really talking about is that higher knowing of what it is that we want to do, making decisions without bringing in our conscious mind, really making body-led decisions, heart-led decisions, instead of just brain-based decisions that are based on analysis or logic. And what I found about intuition that was so fascinating to me was that as much as it's been poo-pooed by society, that there's so much research and money and funding that goes into studying intuition because it is so valuable at the end of the day. And there's a tremendous interest in systematizing that intuition and really figuring out, okay, how can we bottle this up? How can we package it up so that people can make better decisions intuitively? Because intuition is really what separates the good from the great. You can get very, very far using just logic, systems, a plan, what's been laid out before you. But at a certain point, it really requires you to lean into your intuition if you want to make that leap into greatness, into better, into joy, into alignment. And so that's why there's this huge interest in studying intuition and figuring out why are some people able to do that better than others. So when it comes to research, there's so much funding that's been done into the military. Why are some military strategists so good at using their intuition? and making these decisions at the end of the day? Why are CEOs so good at making intuitive decisions? What makes some CEOs better than others? And it's that intuition. How can we bottle that up to make corporations run more effectively, more smoothly, bring in more money, make better decisions? When it comes to lawyers, to doctors, what makes the difference between the good and the great ones is their intuition. It's their knowing the steps of what to do and understanding what to do, but also knowing when they have to make an intuitive decision and not being afraid to make it and to make the right one. And another fascinating thing that I found when I was doing research on intuition was that when we make decisions from an intuitive place, the decision remorse that we go through is so much less than when we make decisions from that logical place. So when we make decisions from a place of logic, when we weigh the pros and cons and make decisions based on these external variables, we actually end up so much more disappointed in the long run with our decisions. Two weeks later, so many more people reported being disappointed with the decision that they had made when they made a decision from that place versus when they made a decision from an intuitive place. Why? Because you're giving away your power. You're giving away your power to external variables. You're saying, I want to do this because of XYZ. And what happens is when XYZ changes, you're left with nothing. You're left with a decision that you didn't really want. You based it on something external. And as soon as that external thing changed, you realize that it wasn't the right decision for you. So in our business, sometimes we'll put out an offer because we think that other people want it. And then as soon as nobody buys, we think to ourselves, why did I do that? What a waste of my time. I'm so unhappy with myself that I did that. That was such a bad choice. When we create something that we really want and put that out, there's so much joy in that and so much pride. But it requires self-trust and it requires our trusting ourselves and knowing when we're doing one and when we're doing the other because the problem with intuition is that it's not that clear cut. Because the truth is that our intuition doesn't exist in a vacuum. Our intuition works hand in hand with our logic. 
So our logic helps us sort out the steps and then our intuition comes in to help us fill in the gaps. But they're not separate. And so often we think about these two things as separate. You can either make a logical decision or an intuitive one. And that's just not true. What actually ends up happening is that your brain provides you with the evidence that you need. Your brain helps you visualize. Your brain gives you the steps. Your brain helps you weigh out the pros and the cons. And then your intuition sneaks in and helps you make the best decision for you. So what I found in running my business is that so many of us are actually using our brains totally wrong. Your brain is not a decision maker. And it goes against everything that we've ever learned because we've been taught that that's where our decisions come from. That decisions come from pros and cons and then weighing out each and deciding which is the best choice. And that's actually not true. What ends up happening is that we deplete our brain's resources and then we're left really with nothing because then our brain isn't able to have the energy and the juice to do the things that it's there to do. Like visualizing, your brain is there to help you visualize different outcomes, to help you decide which one looks best, feels best. Your brain is there to help you weigh out the pros and cons, to help you create some system or plan that's going to help you go from A to B, but it's not there to help you make those decisions. When we talk about decision-making, it's really a body-led thing. It's really a heart-led thing, but we've been taught to kind of poo-poo that to really think that that's flaky or weird or even dangerous sometimes. But the opposite is true. It's actually not dangerous at all. What's dangerous is trying to follow your brain to where it is that you want to go. So when it comes to intuition, the hardest part, like I said, is first of all, being able to extract it, to really figure out, okay, what role exactly is my intuition playing in this? Because it's never your intuition alone. It's your intuition plus your brain, plus the knowledge that you have, plus the tools that you have. But the most dangerous thing about intuition is how often it's actually confused for projection. I think that we have a massive self-trust problem in general, and especially when it comes to running our businesses. It's so hard to trust ourselves. Why? Because maybe you've made decisions in the past that led you to believe that you couldn't trust yourself, that it wasn't safe. Maybe you are just overwhelmed with all the possible decisions that there are to make and it's so hard to pick one. It's so hard to move forward and that's okay. The truth is that there's so many beliefs that we have in our subconscious about what we're capable of, about how much we can trust ourselves, about how safe it is to make our own decisions, about how qualified we are to make our own decisions that it's really no wonder that we struggle with self-trust. And if we struggle with self-trust, we struggle with listening to our intuition because they go hand in hand. That intuition needs that self-trust in order to thrive. And the more self-trust we have, the more we can lean into that intuition and access even more levels of intuition than we might have originally. So one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is assuming that your intuition is how you feel. And it is a little bit confusing when I say we need to make body-led or heart-led decisions because that's intuitive. And then I'm telling you, don't listen to how you feel because that's not your intuition. But think about it. So much of what we feel is actually not our intuition. It's actually just fear. And that fear clouds our intuition. It makes us believe that it's not safe to make the decisions that we want to make, that it's not safe to do the things that we want to do, that it's not safe to grow and expand. So when it comes to fear versus intuition, 
the number one thing to keep in mind is that your intuition is always going to expand you. Your intuition is always going to lead you closer and closer to love. And fear is going to do the opposite. Fear is going to take you back. Fear is going to try to keep you where you are. Fear is going to close you off from love and good things and expansion. So when we feel fears, when we're trying to do something, when we're trying to move forward, when our intuition is telling us, go do this, and then that fear comes in, what we need to remember is that that's just projection. When it comes to our subconscious, our subconscious only exists via projection. So anything that you are projecting onto others is really a reflection of how you feel about yourself. So when you're scared that other people will not pay the higher prices, that's because you don't believe that you're worthy of them. That's because you are judging yourself for raising your prices. You are judging yourself for being greedy or whatever other projection is coming in, whatever other belief you have around this. But that's not your intuition. Your intuition can only propel you forward. When you want to say something that you're being called to say and you're worried, oh, this is weird, people are going to judge me, that's just a projection of yourself. What you're really working through is self-judgment, is you judging yourself for your weird ideas, you thinking that what you want to talk about is strange or that nobody's going to understand you. And it's because we have those beliefs in our subconscious, because subconsciously you believe that this is weird or that you're misunderstood or that you don't fit in or whatever else it is that your subconscious belief is. And so it's about separating projection from intuition realizing that the things that we're projecting onto others are really just reflections of ourselves. And these projections cause us to close ourselves off to good things, to growth in our business, to more money, to more love, to more connection. And they're the biggest bottleneck that we actually have in our business, that fear. So for me, whenever I get to this place where I start feeling tired, where I start second guessing my decisions, where I start feeling scared or frightened. What I do is I actually just give my brain a break. I tell myself, your brain is just working too hard right now and your brain is focusing on the wrong things. So give your brain a break, let your brain rest. And I do that. I try to close that energy leak, the indecision, the decision fatigue that is just pouring out. I try to close that leak and plug it and give myself that rest, allow myself to recharge so that I can go back to using my brain in the way that it's actually designed to be used for creative ideas, for coming up with plans, for strategizing, for visualizing, and going back to making decisions from that intuitive place. So when I see so many people who are trying to grow intuitive businesses, what I see is a lot of the time that what we're missing is that self-trust piece that we're trying to use our intuition without having self-trust. And why? Because self-trust is a scary thing. We all have such a profound history with self-abandonment. And one of the big things that I see entrepreneurs coming to me with is fear of success. They say, I'm worried that I'm going to lose it all. I'm worried that it's going to be taken away from me. And really, this is the root of lack right? When you worry that somebody's copying you or you worry that somebody's creating a better program or you're triggered because somebody's doing better than you are, essentially what it is, is this. It's a self-trust wound. It's you worrying that you can somehow abandon yourself. 
because maybe you have in the past, maybe you have a history of giving up too soon, of giving up before it gets good. Maybe you have shiny object syndrome and you're constantly abandoning yourself in really small ways. Maybe you've been taught that you actually can't trust yourself due to some conditioning that you had. Some of us have that as women. We've been taught the princess narrative. Everybody knows better for us than us. And that comes into the way that we run our businesses. It factors in there. So when we have this history, when we have this big fear of self-abandonment, which all of us do, that's the biggest thing that's going to keep you from running your business the way that you want to. Because we worry that there's a right choice and a wrong choice and that we can't trust ourselves to make the right one. But the only right choice is choosing yourself. There is no right or wrong choice. Sometimes the right choice is going to turn out to be the wrong choice. But if you wanted to do it and you trusted yourself to do it, then you can also trust yourself to go from point A to point B after that. So what? So what if you decided to do something and it flopped? Do you trust yourself to deal with it on the back end? Do you trust yourself to pick yourself back up after that flop and keep going? Because that's the most important thing that we need as business owners. And it's one of the things that nobody really talks about. Not just the resilience, but the self-trust. The knowledge that nobody can take anything away from you. Because you have yourself at the end of the day. The knowledge that you don't need anybody except for yourself. That it's beautiful to be supported and it's beautiful to be loved. And it's amazing to allow in those good things and allow yourself to receive them. But at the end of the day, the person that's going to change your life is you. The person that's going to change your business is you. And that's really what running an intuitive business is about. It's fun to do all the other stuff. It's fun to download and channel and all of these amazing things. But what they should be there to do is to help you trust yourself more, to help you believe in yourself more. And to help you really understand what it is that you most desire at the end of the day. Because your desires will never steer you wrong. And once you know that and understand that, your business becomes so much easier to run. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, Ready for More, Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life. And let's keep this party going.